you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 177. Well, hi, guys. Welcome to March. You're listening to this in real time. Today's topic is something that we noticed was Googled quite often. What are the different parenting styles and which one is the most effective? And I'm just trying to sort of like back things up and making things more basic and just really starting to think about what are parents Googling? Like today, I was thinking about, am I feeding my dogs the right amount of food? We have a new puppy and they just seem hungry all the time. And this is a new dog breed that I've never had before. And we have a two-year-old French bulldog and we just got a puppy and she's like almost five months. And they are the hungriest little hippos I've ever, I've ever encountered. I've always just had like grazer dogs. And so I was like, how much food am I feeding them? And so I Googled exactly that question. How much food do you feed a five-month old Frenchie. Like when I go and Google things, I Google exactly the problem I want to solve. So we've been looking up Google searches because the purpose of this podcast is to help parents who were given a difficult child, a child that has a strong will, a child that is digging their heels in, refusing to cooperate. Everything just is harder. I I had all these lofty dreams when I was going to become a parent and I was going to be the best parent and my kid was going to be so happy. And now I have this child that isn't so happy all the time and I don't know what to do. And so nobody told me that I was going to like have to read things and study. I thought this was all just innate. And why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? So when you have a child that is challenging, that is puzzling, that you just realize, I didn't think it was going to be this freaking hard. I think quite often you're putting in sort of very simple Google searches. So the simple Google search that 
we found many of you are looking for where do I even start? And it's probably people who are wired similarly to me, people who are fact finders, people who are looking for information. Like I have to know what are different strategies? What are different styles? What are they actually called? And how do I learn what I'm doing or what was done for me? And I think quite often we're just not even thinking about this. You know, we're not thinking about it methodically. We're not thinking about it in terms of like doing a research paper in college. And yet here's this very big issue that we're looking for solutions. So what are the different parenting styles and which one is the most effective. So spoiler alert, mastermind parenting, that's the one that's most effective. (laughs) And I want to tell you a little bit more about the different styles of parenting. So you just can sort of start to recognize what you are inclined to naturally do and which style appeals to you the most. And so then what we really want to do is merge the two. Okay, we want to merge the two because what you are inclined to naturally do is what you will do when you're in the heat of the moment. Okay, so when you are activated, when you you have a child that is being difficult, you go into your emotional brain. And so you're going to go to the style that was done for you. You're going to go to the style that you are naturally inclined to go to because that's the way you were conditioned. Like that's your automatic kind of autopilot programming. And so we can have all of these lofty ideas of how we want to do it, right? How we want to do it. But then we find that we keep going back to the autopilot programming. So I want in this episode for us to kind of go through the different styles so you can recognize when that autopilot programming is coming online for you and you know that that's not the style of parent you want to be and you can bring awareness to that. And so one of the ways that I've been hearing this explained recently is this concept of above the line and below the line. Okay. So when we operate above the line, basically that's another way of saying we're operating from our conscious brain. The part of you that is here, that's the kind of parent that listens to parenting podcasts. It's the kind of parent who's open to learning new things. You're filling your conscious brain with useful information right? This matches sort of that fantasy of the parent you want to be. Below the line is where all of our autopilot conditioning comes from. You know, when I don't, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden my mom or my dad's words started pouring out of my mouth. That's because that's the below the line subconscious programming place. And here's the rub we show up for things like this, for this kind of conversation, because we want to operate above the line. And if left to our own devices, 95% of the time, we will operate below the line. And that's where all the parent shame and guilt comes from when you're laying in bed at night and you're like, 
today I yelled this time and this time and this time and I'm worried about my kid and what if I'm bucking him up and blah, 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 blah. And that's because you know you've operated below the line and you don't feel proud of that. So how do we operate from that above the line place, that very intentional place that is able to take the learnings from a conversation like today what you're listening to today and what I'll teach you today, how do we start to operate from that place more often? How do we sort of merge our below the line and our above the line so that we're able to operate above the line in this conscious place where we are the master of our own damn minds more often? Okay? So all change begins with awareness. And so today I'm really heightening your awareness so that you can just start to notice what your natural inclination below the line parenting really is, okay? Because we have to see it to be able to change it. So the three different styles of parenting I'm going to cover are authoritarian parenting, authoritative parenting and permissive parenting. And I'm going to read kind of the definitions, simple definitions of these three different styles. I got it from a website called verywellfamily.com. And it's doctor endorsed and a therapist wrote this. And so I'm just going to read you how they describe these and then I'll expand on it. So researchers have identified three main types of parenting styles. Authoritarian, Authoritarian, I want y'all to remember as because I said so. Case closed. So authoritarian parents believe that kids should follow the rules without exception. Authoritarian parents are famous for saying because I said so when a child questions the reasons behind a rule. But why do I have to go to bed? Because I said so. Authoritarian parents are not interested in negotiating and their focus is on obedience. So if you find yourself, and I see this on parenting forums all the time by parents. And my child's just not obedient. And my response is always like, yeah, obedience is for dogs, not humans. So if you find the word obedient in your vocabulary, you're wanting your kids to be more obedient, that's a real sign that authoritarian parenting is the style in which you were raised and what you are naturally inclined to do when left to your own devices and you're in one of those button pushing heat of the moment situations. Okay. So authoritarian parents also don't allow kids to get involved in problem solving challenges or obstacles. Instead, they make the rules and force the punishments or what they call consequences, but they're really punishments, um, with little regard for a child's opinion. Authoritarian parents may use punishments instead of discipline, actually teaching kids. So consequences, effective consequences actually teach kids like cause and effect without shaming and trying to inflict harm and pain on them. Punishments are the opposite. So authoritarian parents believe children need to be punished to learn. They need to experience harm and pain to learn. So rather than teaching a child how to make better choices, they're invested in making kids feel sorry for the mistakes. Go sit in that timeout chair. 
think about what you've done. And then you let me know when you are truly ready to say you're sorry to your brother or you're ready to say you're sorry and apologize to me for the way you just behaved. Children who grow up with strict authoritarian parents tend to follow rules much of the time. Okay, so they make you look real good, except the strong-willed ones. But the regular kids, the regular temperaments, they follow the rules much of the time. But their obedience comes at a price. Children of authoritarian parents are at a higher risk of developing self-esteem problems because their opinions aren't valued. They may also become hostile or aggressive. Rather than think about how to do things better in the future, they often focus on the anger they feel towards their parents. Since authoritarian parents are often strict, their children may grow to become good liars in an effort to avoid punishment. I call authoritarian parenting old school parenting. So if your kids, like beyond the toddler years when it's super developmentally appropriate for kids to lie because they create their own reality, if your kids sort of older than the age of five-ish lie a lot, just know your below the line style has been authoritarian. Okay? So we have to see it. We have to notice it to begin to change it. That's what I want you guys to remember. And I also want you to have some self-compassion and some grace for yourself. If you've been an authoritarian parent accidentally, even though your fantasy is that you're not an authoritarian parent, but you actually are, I want you to have some grace because here's the thing. As humans, we always go back to our autopilot programming if left to our own devices. It takes time and commitment and energy to learn new things and then to integrate those things and to merge the above the line and below the line parts of your brain, just to kind of simplify it. It does. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes energy. So I want you guys to remember that we operate as humans from that below the line conditioning if left to our own devices, 95% of the time, because it's primal. We expend less energy when we operate from that autopilot programming. And as humans, we are literally designed and wired to preserve energy so that if all of a sudden there's a scary attack that happens, we have the bandwidth to fight, fight the tiger. So this is, this is like primal conditioning. We naturally are inclined to just go into whatever our familiar patterns are without even thinking about it. And what I want y'all to think about is these are things that we quite often don't think about. We had a house leak and we had to move unexpectedly to an apartment for three months. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast. And we just moved back into our house like a month ago. And the first month at the apartment the whole time at the apartment, I was pretty exhausted, but especially the first month at the end of the day, I'd be like, just falling into bed, exhausted. And I was like, why the hell am I so tired? Well, in my normal neighborhood, and and I was only, you know, seven minutes up the road. It wasn't like I moved to a, a completely opposite side of town. Like I was pretty close by, but it was new routes to get everywhere 
figuring out my new routine, all these ways that I'm sort of on this autopilot programming, like I don't have to think about how to drive my kid to school. I don't have to think about how to get to the grocery store. I don't have to think about when I get up where I like to go, you know, what I like to do, which way I like to walk with my dog route. I don't have to think about all these little things. I've done them so many times that they just sort of happen. So there's zero bandwidth I have to expend on all these kind of moments in my day that get me from point A to point B. And in the apartment, I was getting used to a new environment and a new schedule and new surroundings and new routes to drive. And it was exhausting. I was expending a lot of calories figuring out my new normal. Okay. So what we have to remember is, is that of course, we're going to always go to our autopilot conditioning because it's extremely productive, right? It's, it's extremely productive to not have to use so many calories. Okay. So if your autopilot programming is authoritarian parenting, I want you to just understand it. Okay. The next type of parenting I want to discuss is permissive parenting. So do any of these statements sound like you? You set rules, but rarely enforce them. You don't give out consequences very often. You think your child will learn best with little interference from you. If any of those statements sound familiar, you might be a permissive parent. Permissive parents are lenient. They often only step in when there's a serious problem. They're quite forgiving and they adopt an attitude of kids will be kids. When they do use consequences, they may not make those consequences stick. So they have a really hard time, you guys, with the follow through. They may give privileges back if a child begs or they may allow a child to get out of timeout early if he promises to be good. Permissive parents usually take on more of a friend role than a parent role. They often encourage their children to talk with them about their problems, but they usually don't put much effort into discouraging poor choices or bad behavior. Kids who grew up with permissive parents are more likely to struggle academically. They may exhibit more behavioral problems as they don't appreciate authority and rules. They often have low self-esteem and may report a lot of sadness. They're also at a higher risk for health problems like obesity because permissive parents struggle to limit junk food intake. They're even more likely to have dental cavities because permissive parents often don't enforce good habits like ensuring a child brushes his teeth. What type of parent do you want to be? Okay. Does your reality, your above the line, right? Who you want to be, okay? Who you want to be, does it match your reality? Probably who you are quite often, which is your below the line parenting style. So the third and ideal way to parent is authoritative parenting. Okay. So authoritative parenting, I'll tell you the things that fall under authoritative parenting, conscious parenting, gentle parenting, mastermind parenting. These all fall under this category. So if these statements sound like you, you put a lot of effort into creating and maintaining a positive relationship with your child. You explain the reasons behind your rules. You enforce rules and give consequences, but take your child's feelings into consideration. If those statements sound familiar, you may be an authoritative parent. 
authoritative parent authoritative parents have rules and they use consequences but they also take their children's opinions into account they validate their children's feelings while also making it clear the adults are ultimately in charge and there's lots of different ways to do this and i think that's the different styles and which authoritative parenting sort of modality you adhere to like mastermind parenting i've created mastermind parenting because i had learned some of these other authoritative approaches and nothing a hundred percent fit my style. And so I created mastermind parenting as my own version of authoritative parenting. What the article that I'm quoting from says, it says authoritative parents invest time and energy into preventing behavior problems before they start. So proactive, which is what I believe in. They also use positive discipline strategies to reinforce positive behavior like praise and reward systems. See, I'm not so into praise and I'm against reward systems. So that's where mastermind parenting is different. Researchers have found kids who have authoritative parents are most likely to become responsible adults who feel comfortable expressing their opinions. Children raised with authoritative discipline tend to be happy and successful. They're also more likely to be good at making decisions and evaluating safety risks on their own. So mastermind parenting in terms of authoritative parenting is all about, I refer quite often to growth mindset, which is a term coined by psychologist Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K, and she has a book called Mindset. And growth mindset is really all about learning from mistakes. Like we're messy as humans. We make mistakes. We screw up. That's what we do. And the goal is to learn from those mistakes. And when we're developing humans, we need the big humans to support us and help us learn from those mistakes. And that's done through positive communication, what I like to call having a productive conversation to solve any problem and there can't be shame on the scene as an adult who is a master mind parent you have mastered your mind in the sense that you don't take your child's behavior personally you realize when they're pushing your buttons that's your business and nothing for you to put on them children are not responsible for adult feelings so we have to work hard to be onto ourselves to understand what's coming up for us to not make life harder on our kids like they're just learning how to be alive okay and we're the ones who have the fully developed thinking brain the fully developed prefrontal cortex so when we're like why do you always make me have to yell at you like no, that's emotional immaturity on our part. So as a mastermind parent, we're trying to be onto ourselves. We understand our kids are always holding up a mirror. And the goal is to see what the reflection is really showing us, right? Like why am I so bent out of shape and making my kids' behavior mean that they're disrespecting me, that they're yada, 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 when kids do well if they can. So if my kid's not doing well, I got to get curious and get underneath that behavior so I can help them figure out this issue, this problem. I can help them problem solve. They're not capable of solving all the problems themselves. They don't have a fully developed brain yet. They operate from their emotional brain. So of course, when they don't know how to solve a problem, they're going to show me 
by having a lot of unsavory behavior. And it's my job to hold them accountable and to help them learn from mistakes. And that's why I have to have boundaries and rules and I have to follow through and I have to do it without shaming and blaming them. They are not responsible. Kids are not responsible for adult emotions. And I think what we see quite often is a lot of emotional immaturity on our parts as adults. We're expecting our kids to take care of us. And it's just super unfair. They're like, hey, you're the one who gave birth and decided to have me. I have to learn how to be alive. Why are you putting more on my plate? Right. And so it's just this vicious cycle. And authoritarian parenting is I'm going to set the boundaries. And, and my boundaries involve the belief that humans will only learn from mistakes and only improve behavior if they've experienced pain and suffering. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure you experience pain and suffering because that's my job as a parent. I need you to learn the things. I don't think authoritarian parenting ever came from a bad place. I think the intention was my job as a parent is to teach these little humans how to be a successful big human. So I got to make them suffer to learn the things. But what we know now is, uh, 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 uh. There's a better way. There's a better way to teach the developing humans how to learn from their mistakes. And permissive parenting really just comes from, I don't know how to do it differently. And maybe I have so much damage from the authoritarian parenting that was done to me, the effects of the authoritarian parenting. So I don't want to be that parent but I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go the complete opposite and put my head in the sand and have zero pack leadership. And then my kids are swirling out there, not knowing what exactly the rules are. Nobody's teaching them the things because I don't know how to teach them the things because I'm so damaged from the things being done the authoritarian way when I was growing up. And now I don't have the confidence. I have low self-esteem. I have all these unhealed wounds and I'm swirling in chaos. So I don't know how to do this. So permissive parenting really is, I don't think it's lazy parenting. I think it's wounded parenting. That's what permissive parenting to me really is. So mastermind parenting is we're merging we're starting to notice and see what is our below the line natural conditioning and who do we want to be and finding our brave to look in the mirror and see what our kids are showing us. Oh, here's another puzzle piece for you to, to work on. Oh, here's another puzzle piece. Oh, here's another puzzle piece. And when we look at that reflection, well, that's us doing our own work and kids learn by our example. They learn by what we model. So much easier to try and fix them and fix them and fix them. And guess what? They're watching you way more than they're listening to you. So when you dig in and do this work for yourself and start to 
bring awareness to that below the line conditioning and then truly seeing the damage that has come from that. Your negative inner talk, all your feelings of not enoughness, not thin enough, not smart enough, not successful enough, not impressive enough, not whatever your not enough trigger is. I promise you it came from that authoritarian parenting that was on the scene for you. And so, you know, maybe it's the way you talk to yourself. I'm such an idiot. Why was I so stupid? Like saying those things to yourself that you would never say to a close friend. Where does that come from? So we got to see it. Doesn't mean we need to go in to a place of blame and victimhood and hating our parents. They were doing the best that they knew how to do. They didn't know how to do it differently. They didn't. And they were operating probably from the effects of that being done for them. This is the reason why these patterns pass down generation to generation. So if you are here and learning how to become a mastermind parent, I want to say you have to have some grace for yourself because more than anything, you are a trailblazer. You are here. You are the chosen one in your lineage to break that unhealthy cycle. And you were given a strong-willed kid and they are the ones who hold our feet to the fire. They're like, guess what? Yeah, I'm going to make life really hard on you. It's going to be a constant power struggle. I'm not going to make you look good by following all the rules and being super obedient when I'm a little kid. I'm waiting till I'm a teenager to rebel. I'm going to do it now. So I wanted to read a scenario that I saw on social media from a parent of a strong-willed kid and kind of just dissect what type of parent they are and what it would look like to be a mastermind parent and handle the scenario. I have a very strong-willed three-year-old. He does not respond to timeout, taking away toys, or taking away TV. What other methods of discipline work on this type of child? I asked him to pick up the mess he made, and he said no and ran away. I said, I'm going to take away your Paw Patrol. He still did not pick it up. I took away the toy. I said, if you pick it up, I'll give it back. And he said no and threw the fruit snack pack at me. This went on for 20 minutes. I took away TV, other toys, tried time out, nothing. I'm at a loss of what to do. So what type of parent is this? This is probably actually a combination between an authoritarian parent and a permissive parent. So they come and they use all, you know, the timeout tactics and taking things away and making everything off limits rather than getting underneath the behavior of why is my kid not listening? They just want to take things away, take things away, take things away instead of what do I need to teach my kids? Is this is this their strong will or is this that they have lagging skills. They don't have the skills to listen. I have to get curious. Why is my child not listening? What are they not understanding? Looking in the mirror, what have I not been consistent on? So my hunch is is that this is a combination. They use authoritarian tactics that were used on them, taking everything away, taking everything away, taking away freedom, sticking them in timeout. Think about what you did. Like all these unrealistic expectations without taking the time to actually 
help the child build new skills on the front end to be a better listener, to have it set up, to have a structure around how much TV they get, what happens when the show is over, putting that energy and that time on the front end to build the skills to become a better listener. Instead of doing that, they're just waiting for shit to go sideways and then taking everything away. But my hunch is that there's also some permissive head in the sand parenting on the scene too, because there's a lack of consistency. This child's just running away, running away, knows they don't have to listen. A kid that had a really, really, really strict authoritarian parent, that kid would get scared because there'd probably be a lot of anger and scariness on the scene. So I think there's probably a combination between the two. I'm at a loss what to do. Well, let me tell you what to do. You got to put your time and your energy on the front end. Three-year-olds are just learning how to be alive. And at three, they're constantly challenging everything. Three-nagers, teenagers. It's what they're supposed to do as developing humans. Like a three-year-old just figured out that they're not an appendage of mom. So they're constantly going to challenge. I don't have to. No. Two positive choices all day long with a three-year-old. Hey, did you want to turn the TV off yourself or you need mommy to turn it off? Did you want to have a five-minute cleanup party with mommy? Or did you want to have a five-minute five, five minute cleanup party and surprise mommy? Did you want to listen to this song when we have our five-minute cleanup party? Or did you want to listen to this song? Okay. Two positive choices empowers a three-year-old all day long. So the three-year-old doesn't have to look for opportunities to find out how much power do I have in the world? I just figured out I'm my own person. I want to see what your reaction is when I test this thing out. No, we're on top of it. We're putting our energy on the front end. Two positive choices, two positive choices, two positive choices. When we become a mastermind parent and we learn how to solve any problem, I teach my nice wings framework, which is my foundational basics program. And when you go through the nice wings and you learn how to solve any problem, guess what? The last wing of the nice wings, which is E, enforce consequences, which is when they lose the toy or the TV time or, or they actually have a consequence, right? The toys that didn't get picked up, get put away, not to be played with for a certain amount of time. That would be a consequence, but we don't even get there till we've gone through the other three wings. And so what we find is most often we don't even need to get to the consequences because we put our energy on the front end to help our child be more successful. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, with a three-year-old, three-year-olds love being helpful, love working in cooperation with mommy or daddy. You have to like speak to your audience, to your three-year-old audience. If you are a doctor and you're speaking at a medical conference to other doctors you're going to use all your fancy doctoring vocabulary, all the terms that you 
studied in medical school and you're speaking to an audience who speaks the language. But if you are a doctor and you're having to teach about a certain condition or issue to parents or patients, lay people, you're not using all that super fancy medical jargon. You're speaking in in real terms. And that is just the sign of somebody who's emotionally intelligent and with it and knows if I speak to the people in ways that they're not going to understand, they're not going to retain any of it. So it's the same thing with three-year-olds. We have to teach them the skills and help them know how to be successful. We have to to skill build with them. So quite often three-year-olds that have a strong will, like, yes, great. They're supposed to have a strong will. And it's up to us to be the mastermind adults to not take that strong will personally and to not try to control them, to give them a choice. Remember, choice is the opposite of control. Whenever you have choice, you feel like you have freedom. And as humans, we all crave freedom. So what are the different parenting styles and which one is the most effective? I hope I've convinced you today that that's Mastermind Parenting. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better. Because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.